0: In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson.
1: And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. I am so pleased that you are here this morning, and I do hope that you all can understand me. Got a bit of a cold going on, which is so very timely uh, based upon this season. But nevertheless, I just am so grateful to be here with you. I so look forward to these opportunities that I have to come into your home to come into your automobile, to come into your little workshop, wherever you happen to be, and take the time to be able to spend a few moments with you just helping you kind of better determine and find solutions so that you can have a successful retirement. I want this for every single one of my listeners. I want it for you. I want it for me. I want it for my family, my friends. I want it for everyone. I also want to remind you that today's episode is sponsored and powered by the Retirement Income Store. What a wonderful organization the Retirement Income Store is. If you're new to our episode, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. I want to be able to say welcome to what has become a bit of a family, and I really am so very grateful, but I really try to encourage people to get educated. I teach in three different colleges. And I know that education is power, knowledge is power, and it's even more powerful when you put it into place. But people are drowning in information today, so where do we go? Well, I think that the Retirement Income Store is a wonderful resource, and I really encourage all of my listeners to go there, retirementincomestore.com, or just Google the Retirement Income Store, and you will find a wealth of information that I know is going to be helpful to you. Well, today I want to respond back to a very funny email, and I say it's funny, but it was very serious, and I appreciate this gentleman by the name of Daniel reached out to me, and he sent me an email, and in every email, you get the little subject line, and then you get the text or the body of the email, and in the subject line, he put, help, I think my portfolio has a virus, and I'm thinking, oh, Of all the times and all the seasons, 2020, I don't even want to hear the word virus anymore. But I also understand that he was coming at it from a very humorous standpoint, but he was very, very serious. And in the subject line, you know, he tells me, well, he thinks his his portfolio, retirement portfolio has a virus, but in the text of his email to me, he said, can you please help me vaccinate it? And that really got me thinking that that was a really useful analogy. I thought that that was very clever. And so, Daniel, my hat's off to you, fella. It really made me smile, but it is so true. So many of us can have very small things going on within our own health that we don't know until it manifests itself. We can have so many different things that are going on within something as simple as our retirement portfolio, our savings for retirement. And these things can be very detrimental, and we don't realize it until it starts to manifest itself. In the text of the body of his email to me, he outlined for me what he perceived to be four problems. And I don't know, but I'm willing to bet that there's some of you out there that are listening today that are probably thinking to yourself, you know what, I have something very similar. And I think that Daniel, even though he may appear to be a little bit more sophisticated than say, the average saver for retirement, it doesn't matter. We all kind of have a gut instinct and we all kind of know when things are off, when things are just a little bit amiss. And for him, the one thing that I can suggest is that he was very articulate and he was breaking what he perceived to be a problem down to four different things. He said, first, my portfolio experiences huge swings when the market moves. Okay. Well, that is an indication of how or a potential indication of how his money is being invested and into what degree of riskiness. Number two, he outlined that the second problem was that he perceived that there was a lot of interest rate sensitivity, and we'll talk about what that potentially means, and he kind of went on to explain some of the things that he perceived were going on. Number three, he said that his advisor Is bouncing me from mutual fund to mutual fund and the company I'm with is bouncing me from advisor to advisor. I don't think I'm that hard to live with. (laughs) Well, certainly having an advisor is a long-term relationship most of the time. At least I like to build and create long-term relationships with my clients. And so we'll talk about that and what some of the potential reasons for that is. And then number four, he said, Matthew, My dividends have gone way down. Why is that? And then he went ahead and provided me some details about his portfolio. I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Well, the first thing that I want to really reach out and tell Daniel, and Daniel, you got this by email from me as well, but I just want to say, a boy, for so many of us as investors, we trust the advisor, we trust the custodian, we trust the company that we're with to do for us what is correct and proper, what is right. We have this thing called life, we have kids, we have grandkids, we have a job, we've got our health. We've got all sorts of different things that uh, take our time, take our resources, our bandwidth. And so when it comes to saving for retirement and being really super forensic about what we have our money invested in and what it's doing and how it's performing, there's a lot of people that really just don't pay attention. They don't want to know. They're not interested. They don't want to learn. And, you know, that's okay to a certain extent, but that can also be a very huge detriment because here's Daniel, and he is paying attention to what his money is doing. He's actually looking. He's actually paying attention. He's actually asking valid questions. And so we want to be able to outline some of the potential problems that I think he may be going through based upon his dialogue with me and what he has shared with me is going on within his portfolio. Let's look at problem number one, which is huge swings when the market moves. Now, I really don't understand from what I have received as an email, what a huge swing is to him. But he did give me the dollar amount of his portfolio and he did share with me that back in February and March... And even into April, he had lost a significant amount of money. And so in this case, looking at the volatility, we know that back in February and March, uh, by the time we got to the end of March, for the most part, it didn't really matter what index we were looking at, whether it was the Dow Jones, whether it was the S&P 500, whether it was the NASDAQ, the market in general was down by over 30%. There were some indexes that were down by 35, some that were probably down even more significantly than that. But it appears as though, for the most part, the Daniel's portfolio was down even more than that. It was down around 40 to 43%. So what would cause his portfolio to be down more than what the average market was? Well, my hunch is that Daniel's financial advisor has put him into things that are more risky than, say, the average S&P 500 market. And the first thing that was an indication was actually problem number three. He suggested that his advisor kept bouncing him from mutual fund to mutual fund. Well, statistically speaking, I have heard that mutual funds in general, even though we kind of understand that they're pretty simple, they are a collection of stocks from different companies, mutual funds have a propensity. Not all, certainly, but a vast majority of mutual funds will tend to outperform the actual stock market itself. And so as a result, if we are sitting in mutual funds that are definitely more aggressive, maybe instead of being, say, large cap, really well-developed dividend-paying common stock companies that comprise, say, the S&P 500, Maybe these are mid-cap or small-cap mutual funds that are much higher in risk. In other words, they're going to have a much greater degree of fluctuation when the market becomes affected by volatility, uncertainty, and the unknowns that exist within our country and our economy and the global world of politics and so on and so forth. And so that's the first thing. So if he is more aggressively allocated, he's going to see greater swings when the market moves. And this could be a potential benefit if the market goes up. Maybe he goes up even more. But he's 63 years of age. He wants to make it to age 67, which means he's only about, say, three to four years away from retirement. And so as a result, he's not looking for those huge degrees of fluctuation. He's looking to try to be able to create more stability, more stableness within his brokerage account. He wants to be able to keep his principal safer, not riskier, because he doesn't want to take a big hit just before retirement. The next thing was that he said that his portfolio seemed to be very sensitive to interest rates. Well, that's a little odd to me because interest rates have dropped. And maybe he's talking about back in February and March when the Federal Reserve got really super, engaged with the economy and especially with the market where they started a bunch of quantitative easings and they started dropping interest rates. But I think I understand where he's coming from. If his mutual fund allocation is super, super aggressive, but then maybe they're trying to balance that by using a bunch of bond funds. Well, the bond funds are going to do okay as long as the interest rates are going down. But Depending upon what side of the interest rate market those mutual funds are on, he could have experienced loss within the mutual funds, even if they were somewhat kind of slanted towards income. And it could be, is it income from interest, from bonds, or is it income, say, from dividends? And that will take us to the fourth problem, which he's saying, hey, my dividends have gone way down. Why is this? So we may have to come back to number four. I want to address number three, though. He said that his advisor was kind of bouncing him from mutual fund to mutual fund. Well, in this particular case, we have to understand this is more of potentially a problem depending upon the business model that he is focused on and that he's currently in a relationship with. If the institution that he is currently having his retirement funds with If they're motivated by commissions and they're moving from mutual fund to mutual fund, it could be that they're making money based upon transactions. And even though it's not necessarily right, even though it could be kind of cloaked in the idea of trying to do what's best for the client, if it's making the institution money when there is buys and when there are sells, depending upon the share type that he's invested in. Well, he could be in a big situation where they're making money every time they're making trades or every time that they're suggesting a new mutual fund for him to invest in. Stick around. We've got a lot more to the story. And then we're going to talk about some potential solutions that Daniel may want to think about. And this is going to be applicable potentially for you as well. If you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866 290 3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866 290 3837. Again, that's 866 290 3837. Do not leave. Don't turn that dial. You're going to want to hear the rest of Daniel's story and potentially what he could do to improve and better his situation.
0: You're locked on to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store.
1: The road to retirement is filled with twists and turns, and life's unexpected detours could easily throw you off course. That's why it's essential to work with a financial advisor who is also a fiduciary. A fiduciary experienced in helping clients navigate the complexities of retirement planning while helping you pay yourself first. The road to
0: retirement now made simple. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local retirement income specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store.
1: And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Just so glad that you stuck with us. And if you're just tuning in, I just really want to say thank you so much for doing that. Remember that this episode is powered by the Retirement Income Store. So we were dealing this morning with Daniel, and Daniel sends this email that says, help, exclamation point, I think my portfolio has a virus. And then in the body of the email, he says, can you help me vaccinate it? Well, I don't know that I can, Daniel, but let's see what we can do. So the first thing that we kind of outlined was that Daniel outlined for me that he perceived he had four problems. Problem number one was, Huge swings when the market moves. And I'd suggested that that could be because he is super, super aggressive within his portfolio. His advisor, this is where we have to determine how old is the advisor. Is the advisor well-schooled in the history of the stock market? Is the advisor naturally more aggressive instead of defensive? Well, with Daniel being 63 years of age and wanting to make it to age 67, He's literally only got about four years, between three and a half and four years left before he gets to retirement. So Daniel wants to make money, yes, but he does not want to continue risking his money like he did when he was in his 30s, 40s, and even 50s. He doesn't have the runway in front of him to be able to take and stomach those huge fluctuations in the market. And depending upon what he is currently invested in, he may be in a lot of small and mid-cap, international, emerging markets, things that are going to have, say, a higher degree of volatility and risk of fluctuation than, say, if he was in things that were a little bit safer, things that were more defensive, things that were well developed and more large cap. The second thing that was really interesting to me was he said that he had a lot of interest rate sensitivity. And this was a bit of a problem in my mind because interest rates have gone down. So if he's in bond funds, chances are he should have seen some degree of of gain within his, say, more conservative section of his portfolio. However, we know that bond funds come in many different forms, and bond funds would probably respond positively to the Federal Reserve reducing and cutting interest rates. And trying to stimulate inflation and spending. However, I think I know what's going on in his portfolio, and that's the fact that maybe his advisor has put him into income funds that are dependent upon dividends for revenue. Now, that takes me to problem number four, and I'm going to skip over number three for right now. But number four was my dividends have gone way down. Why is this? Well, Daniel, I don't know. I have to be able to research each one of your mutual funds, but The one thing that I can say is that today, if we look at the economics of a lot of corporations that comprise the stocks of the mutual funds that financial advisors and investors in general are investing in, a lot of these corporations, Daniel, are still suffering tremendous financial instability. They're still recovering from the huge hit that they took back in February and March. We can look at big corporations that have tens of thousands of employees, and we can see that they're still running very much in the red. It doesn't take long for big corporations to experience just economic shutdown. When you see the corporations today are running on negative 30, 35, 40% net revenue, that is not a good sign. And so when corporations experience huge stallings of being able to produce goods and services and they're not selling their product, well, what do they have to do? They've got to be able to borrow money or they've got to be able to cut expenses. And so the reality is, is that many of the corporations that we have in America, even though they're still here today, they're still getting by. They're still trying to recover to the best of their ability. They're trying to be very Thoughtful and very creative about how they can create new products and services while we recover from the huge uncertainty that occurred in the beginning parts of this year. Many of these corporations have cut their dividends. And so the reason potentially why your dividends have gone way down is because you're invested in companies that had a dividend and they have now either cut or eliminated the dividend. And Daniel, that could be part of the reason why you've seen the dividend reduction that you have within your portfolio. Now, let's go back to problem number three. You said that your advisor is bouncing you from mutual fund to a mutual fund. And you indicated to me that he calls you and he asks you if you're happy. Well, I really want to suggest that I guess from an outward standpoint, that's not a bad thing. I want all of my clients to be happy and I have to ask if they're happy. But more importantly, it sounds as though you're having to advise your advisor. And is that happening? If you're having to advise your advisor, then he's not an advisor. He's an order taker. And that may be the reason why you suggested to me that your advisors keep changing. You see, when you work with an organization, when you work with a custodian, when you work with a company, and it's, say, a captive agent company, You have to understand where for so many young financial advisors that get into the business, they learn a little bit and then they get dissatisfied with the amount of money that they're making and they move on or they get promoted or they get moved to a different district, a different area. And so as a result, every advisor that comes in to take over, say, the other advisor's piece of business, he's going to have his own ideas. He's going to want to earn his own keep. He's going to want to make his own impression, do things for his clients that he thinks are maybe new and different. He doesn't want to follow in the footsteps of the previous advisor. He wants to make his own path. And at the same time, you have to understand many of those captive agent brokers and financial advisors, they're very handcuffed. They're handcuffed by the model of the company that they work with. In other words, Those custodians, that company, is only going to have so many different products, so many different investment vehicles that they're going to allow their brokers to suggest to you. And so if he wants to blaze his own path, he's probably taking a look at the list of funds that are available to him. And he's saying, well, instead of doing this one, let's do this one over here. After all, I'm a new face. I'm a different character. I'm a different guy. I perceive things differently than the previous guy that was before me. And so it all boils down to business models. So what's the vaccine that you could possibly start to implement into your portfolio, Daniel? Well, the first thing is, is that none of us want to be sold, right? As investors, we don't want to be sold. We want an advisor to advise us. And we want solutions that are logical and plausible and that not only sound good, but they also serve a purpose. And what do I mean by this? First, I think that you need to really open your mind to working with a fiduciary. And maybe this is the reason that you reached out to me. And by the way, any of you can reach out to me. You can go to our website, johnsonwim.com, and you can post a question there. That will come right to me, just like Daniel did. But you need to work with a fiduciary, I believe. I believe whether we're working with a doctor, an attorney, a financial advisor, we need to make certain that those professionals are working for our benefit and our good, not that of the benefit of the firm. Number two, you need to be very, very clear on what the outcome is. And I know that you told me being as close to retirement as you are, you did not want to be focused on super aggressive things. You wanted to be a little bit more conservative, a little bit more guarded and you want to be able to maintain and keep the points on your board. So you have to be very careful to be clear and concise with what your outcome is. What is your outcome? Is your outcome to be defensive and to protect your money and to start focusing on income as you're this close to retirement? Number three, you need to determine if your current holdings are going to fulfill your outcome. It sounded to me in your email that you were really wanting to focus more on income. That's the reason that you were so careful to be paying attention to your dividends. But you notice that your dividends were cut. And so my hunch is that your current holdings aren't fulfilling your outcome. In other words, they're too aggressive. They have too much volatility for you. And they're not producing enough income. You want to be able to find more suitable, less costly tools to have in your toolbox if you've outlined your outcome and you've determined that the tools you currently have aren't the right ones. On to number five, you want to diversify. And what is diversification? Diversification, folks, is not taking and just putting your money into, say, 12 or 14 different mutual funds. It's having a portion of your money sitting in things like value stocks that are providing you some potential to grow your money. In other words, appreciation while paying you a dividend. You want to focus a portion of your money on income producing assets, fixed income that I hammer on every single Saturday. Fixed income means fixed income. It means a fixed dividend. It means a fixed interest rate. So you can have steadiness. You can have consistency. You can have the interest and the dividends being produced off from the shares that you own so that you can spend. Spend them, spend them however you want to or reinvest them to buy more income-producing assets. These are things that are going to produce two to three times the amount of income, say, than a growth stock will. You want to be able to diversify. There's an entire universe of conservative income-producing assets that are insured. They're backed. In other words, if everything just went kaflooey, the market goes down, at least you know you're going to have a portion of your money insured. And according to what I'm seeing from Daniel, it looks as though he's got a vast majority of his money sitting in investments where he has very little of his money sitting actually safe. So I'm going to encourage Daniel to really analyze, is that a good diversification? If it is, he needs to follow the gut instinct and work with a fiduciary that's gonna make that happen for him. And then here's the last one, Daniel, and this one means everything to you. You have to take massive action. Thinking about it, just mulling it around in your mind, getting analysis paralysis doesn't do anything for you. And so oftentimes people are reactive, they are not proactive. So if I can give you a last piece of advice, and I'm going to give it to you as well, all of you that are listeners. Pay attention to what's happening in your portfolio. Identify if it's going to accomplish your outcome. And if it's not, take massive action. Well, there's the show for today. And I really appreciate you listening. I encourage you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some materials for you that I know will be of value. And we'll email them to you or we'll toss them in the mail if you prefer. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And I encourage you to remember that it's up to you to make today a great day. Thanks so much for listening.
0: That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837.